Hello, everybody. Hi, this is Tom with the Ramble Redhead Show. And we're live on Pint48.com. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Well, today, of course, is Tuesday. And, uh, of course, I'm doing my live program. And I get to say hello to all you wonderful people. And if you're listening to me now, that's wonderful. If or you're listening to me uh, after the fact when I post the show, yay! Thank you very much. Uh, I do appreciate it. As many people know, you have a very limited time that you have in your day. And so it's very important to do the things that you enjoy. So I hope that you are enjoying the program. Uh, Well, I wanted to tell you, um, I did post a show from a few weeks ago last Tuesday. And I'm posting uh, the other two um, for you. And, uh, of course, then this episode. So I'll be posting a bunch of them all at once. So you'll have more to listen so yay and i'm also very close to let me pull it up real quick here uh there we go um i was pulling up my itunes page um we're at episode 597 so we're very close to episode 600 so yay and uh yahoo 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 i should have been there a long time ago but of course as you know Things happen. Like, for example, the month of February, I only posted one show. So, I'm sorry. But uh, March, will have a couple more for you. Um, and, of course, I have my lovely kitty, Repeat. And she's laying right next to me on the floor. And she's acting all goofy and crazy. So, yay. So, I hope you're all doing well. Um, today and yesterday, um, I, I took yesterday off. And I uh, am kind of glad I did because the lovely... Uh, Mother Nature decided to say, hey, we didn't give you much snow in January. We didn't give you much snow in uh, February, so we're going to give you some now. So so Monday morning, we Roger uh, woke up, and I woke up to lovely snow on the ground. And, uh, and it wasn't a whole lot, but it was just we hadn't had much in a long time, and then all of a sudden we got... Uh, a lot and uh, there it took him like an hour normally it takes him like 40 minutes to get to work but it took him an hour because everybody was driving like 40 miles an hour so and you know he's got the all-wheel drive so he can do whatever he wants uh the other fun benefit of the last few days it's been super duper windy and uh so it's kind of insane so it's been a little crazy um, so I just want to say, now the reason I wanted to play that one song that you heard, of course, that's Mr. Bruno Mars, and it's uh, his song called Marry Me. And of course, as you all know, that uh, Roger and I are beginning the doing the adus very soon. In fact, uh, to give you a countdown, ding, 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 ding. Uh, the countdown is, let me go to the main page here, the dashboard of my website. And you can see that that the countdown is 38 days, 2 hours, 55 minutes, and 0 seconds. So until we say, I do. So yay. And uh, we've been uh, finalizing uh, the guest list. And uh, so I think we have the official uh, final number. Um, We're going to have about 65 people. And Roger keeps going, oh, we need to de-invite people. (laughs) And uh, unfortunately, we did have some people that declined. And the funny thing is that when we first started this and we went to the venue that we're going to have the wedding at, uh, you know, the guy asked, well, how many people do you think you're going to have? And I told, we we guessed like 75 to maybe 100. And then the funny thing is that, you know, as we started going, I was sending out the invites and stuff. And I was like, 
because he said that normally 10% of the people do not, um, you know, they decline. And, uh, and so it was just, um, uh, you know, interesting that, you know, and I thought as we were starting to go, I thought, oh, wow, maybe we're not even going to be at 50. And then all of a sudden, then we kept thinking about, okay, well, should we invite this person, should we invite this person, should we invite this? And so all of a sudden it just got uh, more and more people. And then even today, there was a, a person that I realized I probably should have sent an invite. And, um, and then, of course, as I mentioned to you the last week, um, we had some people that declined to are not coming. And so, you know, if it's one thing, if you have plans or something like that, but, but, you know, when someone, like I said before, is that when they said they're uncomfortable uh, with with going to the wedding, it, it kind of really uh, bummed me out. And so it's obviously, as many people had said, and when I read you those comments from last time, that, you know, it's it's definitely very telling about the people in your life. And then I did get some people that unfortunately they're, you know, they're far away and uh, they weren't able to get the time off. But, but they wrote very nice notes about how they're really sorry that they couldn't be and they really... Are very happy for Roger and I. So we just wanted to say thank you uh, to those people as well. Uh, the other thing is that um, one of the things that I did tell the people that were invited to the wedding, but I didn't tell all the lovely listeners, is that see one of the things that a lot of people we I got a couple requests from people asking about a uh, registry and things like that, and I just want to let you know that um, we are registered with. Uh, I have a website on with Amazon, and I did share it a little while ago, but I shared it again on my Facebook page. And I just want to let you know that one of the things that's on there, um, if anybody would like to do something, if they'd like to give a gift, uh, then one thing that we that Roger and I are going to be doing is we're going to be doing a lot of major uh, house renovations, and one of the things that's on there is a Lowe's gift card. So if anybody would like to be kind enough to send us a gift um, and you're wondering what to do. There is a list on the Amazon. I have a list with another registry, but it's just a bunch of different things. But I just want to let people know that if you'd like to, uh, we're probably going to be doing some of the stuff like buying supplies, things like that, or maybe even having the work done with Lowe's. Um, so if you'd like to do that, um, that list is available. If you don't see it or can't find it, just let me know and I can email it to you or send it to you on uh, messenger or whatever um just let you know there's just a few little things there um but i just wanted to um let people know in case you are interested um uh, let's see and so it's been really fun getting everything uh you know taken care of and getting the seating charts that's one of the things this one couple that got married a year or so ago told me one of the most stressful things was the seating chart and i totally get that and uh so it's really crazy so it's just trying to make sure everybody's gonna be happy with where they are and and the funny thing is that a lot of people will go where they're supposed to be sitting and then they go no i don't want to sit there and they'll move and do stuff so i hope that we don't have too much of that uh but we got a lot of things planned for the wedding i'm hoping i'm hoping 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 that uh there'll be a way that we can either do a, a facebook live or i'll do some type of video i'm thinking about uh, purchasing one of those GoPros and, uh, you know, putting that up somewhere and, uh, doing the video th- and then I'll be able to edit it and then be able to post it. So I'm hoping that if anything, that'll happen. And, uh, hopefully, 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 uh, that, uh, a lot of people will be able to see it if they're not able to actually attend to the actual ceremony. So um, I think that would be really fun to try to do that. And, um, so hopefully, It'll go well and uh, and all that good stuff. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But I'm really excited. It's getting closer and closer and closer. And uh, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe it's getting closer and closer and closer. 
it's just crazy. So I'm like, yay! So I, I just can't believe it. It's just it's just getting closer and closer. And so, um, like I said, 38 days. And so we're trying to, there's only a few things we have to finalize. Uh, we have to get uh, a couple of shirts for the ladies that are in the wedding party. We're still looking for those. And we're trying to figure out if we're going to print out like the menu card, which I don't know if I want to even bother with that. But, you know, a lot of weddings do have that. And then also you have to create like a little program. Um, and so we're going to be doing that. And then we also have to, um, you know, the place setting the little cards that go on the table so everybody knows where they're at uh we might make a big chart or something like that and have that made but uh if not then we'll just say okay you're a table blah blah you're a table blah blah and blah 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 and uh so anyway so we hope that everybody will have a good time we've got a lot of little surprises going on that's going to happen and we hope we like that everyone attending will like uh, that and well of course we'll have tons of pictures and so that'd be good. Yeah. So, yay. So, I'm really excited. Oh, my God. Can you tell me? I'm excited. And then, now, uh, this weekend, I wanted to tell you, folks, that I was talking to my dad. And, see, the thing is that my brother and I, we could not be more different than one another. Uh, but the funny thing is, like, my, my brother's on the phone. He'll be like, yeah, okay, sure, fine, okay, fine. And, you know, he's not exactly the most uh, verbose um thing so you know what i'm saying but um but the thing is is that uh uh you have to understand that uh you know this is a big thing for me and, and for roger and so you know so one of the things that i i've been talking about a lot lately is been talking about the wedding and then i was telling my dad about the certain person that's not coming and he goes wow it's really surprising i can't believe that people can't just if it's a religious reason why they're not coming why can't they put that aside and just be happy for the couple um getting married and all that so it just was really kind of uh disheartening uh but then he made this little comment he goes well when i'm on the phone with your brother you know he tends to um doesn't talk too much and then it's a quick conversation and he says but when i'm on the phone with you it's like yeah yeah mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I said, well, Dad, I'm sorry that I have more going in my life and I have and I'm animated about things and I'm happy about things in my life. You know, I'm not going. Uh, uh, so uh, I thought that was a little rude. So I thought that was rude. Do you think that was rude, ladies and gentlemen? I thought it was rude. And, you know, the thing is, folks, it's just like anything else in life. Uh, that the thing is, you have to understand is it, it's like going to a person who's overweight or if they're older or if there's something else about them, let's say if they got sunburned, do you think they really want to hear you say, oh, wow, you got a lot of sun, huh? Oh, that bet that hurts. Ouch. You know? So the thing is, folks, I called my show Ramble Redhead. I know that I'm a talker. But the thing is, I don't need you to tell me that I'm a talker because I already know that I'm talking. And the thing is, if a person's overweight, you don't want to say, oh, wow, you could lose a few pounds. So I'm just telling you people, you need to be a little bit more sensitive. And then I love how people who are insensitive to other people then say to people that are sensitive about something that they said, well, you got to stop being so thick. You got to get some thicker skin and blah, blah, blah. So um, I'm just going to say, you know, you know. Okay. Uh, by the way, we have the one, the only Mr. Tappy Smelly. He's in the in the chat room among millions of other people. And you should be too on Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard, probably And uh, Mr. Tappy said, I can't imagine being... In a wedding and all that planning details. How do you keep it all straight? And then he goes, brothers, another thing. And then he goes, 
I don't know what that means. Is that what I meant? Topic. Okay. There you go. But you know, so there we go. So it's just been yeah, it's been a little crazy. And then of course a few weeks ago, Toppy said, "What are you gonna do for wedding favor?" And I'm like, "Great, Toppy. Thank you very much." So we're still thinking about that. You see, a lot of people uh, that I polled on the Facebook and the Twitchers, a lot of them didn't do anything. Uh, they don't do nothing. They figured, hey, you're coming to the wedding, you're getting fed, you're getting having dessert. You know, that's your wedding favor. <laughs> you get the luxury of our company. <laughs> that's your favor. Okay. But we're thinking about doing something. Uh, but we'll see. We shall see, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Thank you very much. We're going to see. Okay. Um, now, one thing I did want to share that I thought was really, really funny, and I shared this a little while ago, but I'm going to tell you this again. See, I don't know who posted because they blocked the name out. But it said, and I thought this was really cute. It says, farted on the bus today and four people turned around. Felt like I was on The Voice. <laughs> I thought that was great. I thought that was hilarious. And I shared that a little while ago. And every year it pops up. I have to share it again. And the funny thing is when I share it again, it's amazing how many people forgot that I shared it a year ago. And they go, ha, 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 that's really funny, Ramble. Ah, okay. So thanks very much. Okay. So anyway, so I thought that was hilarious. Okay, there we go. Now, one thing I do want to, we're going to get a little serious now for a moment. We're going to get a little serious. I'm going to read this little article I found on Queerty, Q-U-E-E-R-T-Y. And it's Queerty.com. And it says uh, that uh, there's a thing called no promo homo. And those are laws that ban schools from discussing all things LGBTQ, especially favorably in Arizona, Oklahoma, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and South Carolina. Utah also has a ban through lawmakers moved to repeal it this week with nearly unanimous support. Now it's up to Governor Gary Herbert to sign the bill. The restrictions are primarily focused on squashing any talk of sexual health and HIV AIDS awareness. Uh, but vague wording allows schools to extend the ban to other areas from school events to extracurricular activities. Um, some even go further. In Alabama, schools are instructed to inform students that homosexuality is not a lifestyle acceptable to the general public. It also says Arizona law says no district shall include in its course of study instruction which promotes a homosexual lifestyle, portrays homosexuality as a positive alternative lifestyle, suggests that some methods of sex are safe methods of homosexual sex. So that, you know, I, I just find that really, really uh, disgusting. And I think it's it's not good. And I think it's really sad. And it just really shows you um, how still fucked up. And, you know, and that's another thing I wanted to talk about and I'll get to in a minute. But I want to tell you, um, kind of ties into this, is that... Um, and now I'm going to space the name of the show. Um, oh, crap. Um, oh, it's called The Fosters. It's a show. And basically what it is, it's the primary cast is uh, uh, there's a lesbian couple. And they have uh, five kids. And one of the kids is gay. He's a young boy. And uh, the thing is that he's like in, I think, 13, 14 years old. And they and they go to a, like a private school. And on one of the episodes that I watched... Um, it was talking about how they have like straight sex talk, but they didn't have anything for the GLBT kids. And I just thought it was really, you know, again, it just shows you how it's, it's favored for the straights versus the, you know, the gay kids. And so I just think it's really sad that, 
you know, that stuff's not being talked about. Because the thing is, just like with, you know, young kids like that age, you don't want them, you know, having unsafe sex. You want them to be smart about it. You want them to know what to do. They want to know about protection. Well, the same thing should be applied to uh, GLBT kids. And so that they understand that, hey, if you're going to have sex, then you want to be smart about it and you want to have protection and you want to know what to do and, you know, when, when this happens so that they understand. And so it was brought up on that show and I thought that was really interesting. And the other thing is I wanted to talk about is another, it was a, um, a, a four part series that was on ABC recently. And it's a show called when we rise. And it's basically about the, uh, life of many, um, uh, many, uh, pioneers in, uh, our GLBT community, and, and one of them, of course, is the uh, person by the name of Cleve Jones, who is the one of the um, you know activists for the GLBT community, and it talks about a lot of other different characters. And I thought over, and it was Cleve Jones. It had Roma Guy and her wife Diane, as well as a um, African American community organizer, organizer. His name is Ken Jones, as well as uh, transgender activist Celia Chung. And the thing is that it basically talks about the time period of our United States from 1969 until the current stuff, like with marriage equality and things like that. Now, I have to say that it was on like a a week or so ago. Uh, But the thing is, is that um, it's four parts and it's two hours for each part with a lot of, you know, commercials thrown in there. And so Roger and I were just pacing ourselves watching this and we finally watched the uh, last parts. And and I, I kind of want to echo about what I said before about the whole wedding and getting married. And the thing is that when I watched the final part of the show, um, it was talking about the marriage equality and it talked about the, you know, the challenges that our community faced to get that and, you know, what happened. And and it and I, as I was watching that and, you know, and seeing some of the real couples that were part of this case to try to get marriage equality, is that and what they said and it just really hit home for me and it was very emotional and it just made me realize again that you know that the reason I'm doing this ceremony and having all going through all this stress of getting this wedding going and put together is because we want to honor those people who like I said who fought so hard uh for us to get what we have and the thing was is on part of, and I'm, I'm going to give you a little spoiler, folks, but I just want to say, as, as I was watching that miniseries and the one part where it finally got announced that marriage equality was going to be with all 50 states, um, and there's this one part where one of the characters talks to Cleve and he goes, well, what are you going to do now? And he, and just in summary, and it's back exactly um, what I said after marriage equality happened in the United States is I said, well, this is a great start, but we got so much more we need to do. Um, there's so many rights that we still need to fight for and, you know, all across this country. And this stupid thing that I just read about is is one of those um, where it says no promo homo laws. You know, this is very negative to kids. And how do you think they're going to feel? How are they going to, f- you think they're going to feel if they're being told, oh, you can't talk about it. You can't, that's a horrible lifestyle if you're gay and, you know, and stuff like that. So it's really... It's just really um, stupid. And so it just shows you how we need to um, we need to do something and uh, keep fighting. And I think that's one of the things that I love about Cleve Jones is that he never let up. And he maybe pissed off a few people uh, on the way. But the thing is, is that um, um, 
that it's important to stand up for who you are and to not be ashamed of who you are, even for a second. And I think that's one of the uh, really important things. Now, while I was on this website, it, it they had an article about it. says, students advertise Straight Pride Day in Indiana to take back the rainbow. It says, straight white privilege is under attack in America. Luckily, a high school student from Indiana is doing his part to ensure the future place and society remains undisturbed. Last week, <coughs> science promoting straight pride began circulating around Jasper High School in which heterosexual students boast that they were taking back the rainbow. Celebrate being straight at JHS by not annoying the heck out of everyone about your sexual orientation, the, fil- the flyer broadcasted. Brought to you by all the students that are sick of hearing about your LGBT pride. Nobody cares about what you think you are. If you want equality, stop shoving your ideas down our throats. We have nothing against your sexual intent. We just don't care. Naturally, people weren't happy about the flyers. School officials promptly removed them, and several students reported responded to decorating the sidewalks outside with uplifting messages written chalk. One of the misguided students responsible for it responded to his local newspaper about why he did it. The purpose of my flyer was not only recognize the straight community, but also give a message to the LGBT community that equality is not effectively found in granting special privileges to minorities, the 16-year-old said in a statement. It went on to say that if everyone wants to be truly equal, then nobody should differentiate themselves from society by a means of protective isolation and stating that they're not like others. The student concluded that saying if everyone is equal and should be treated as such, it should not be necessary to state that certain individuals are different or special. We agree, kid, and when LGBTQ people are finally treated equally, we're more than happy to stop differentiating ourselves. But then, until then, we're going to keep annoying you. And so, I, I again, it's it's just, you know, unbelievable. See, and again, this is a person who has no idea what it's like to be a member of the GLBT community and being bullied and harassed and told that they're they should be ashamed of themselves. Because so many years, for many, many years, you know, that many people, you know, fought for us to have the basic rights that we have right now. But we have, like I said, so much more that we need to do. And it's just unbelievable. And uh, so, I don't know. I just think it's really interesting. So, it's 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 crazy. Um, but, I don't know. It's just really been bizarre. Very, very bizarre. And... So there we go. So I'm just reading to see if there's anything else that's worth uh, telling you about. A pro wrestler uh, came out as bi after posting an adorable video with his super cute boyfriend. Uh, let's see. Oh, they're adorable. And I'm going to share this to the chat room. But it's uh, if you go to QueerTea.com and uh, do a Google for... Um, you can let's see i'm gonna share this right now there you go boom there you go and it's really cute um it says when pro professional wrestler anthony bowens posted a video of himself goofing off with his boyfriend michael he didn't think too much of it in the past fall and i and i was three months into relationship with my friend michael mike and i had uploaded a video to youtube on this channel the laughing challenge where he described me as his boyfriend the video was a blast to do, but I was worried someone from the wrestling world would stumble across it and learn my secret. I decided to let it post anyway. It wasn't until weeks after the video had been online that I received a text message from one of his wrestling buddies. Uh, the text read, Bro, why didn't you tell me? Much to my great relief, he told me he didn't care and that I was one of his best friends in the business. 
In January, Bowens decided to make the announcement official on Facebook. I'm not going to make this long-winded post, but I think it's time. Just want to let everyone know I'm bisexual. I'm looking forward to changing perceptions and breaking stereotypes as I continue on my journey. I have zero patience for negativity. So if this bothers you, please delete me. Thanks. So I was like, good for him. Um, after hitting send, I immediately turned off my phone. I didn't want to think about what people would write. But after 30, 30 minutes, I told Mike to check his phone. He had the biggest smile on his face. Our friends in the room cheered. And I made the decision to turn on my phone. The response was overwhelmingly positive. Since then, Bowens hasn't been shy about sharing his relationship uh, for the world to see on social media. And he says, there's a picture of the two of them. He said, I'd like to introduce my better half, Michael. Uh, give him a follow. He's kind of cool. Ha ha. And, uh, and then there's a picture of him. Uh, and I thought it was around, I guess, Valentine's Day. And it has a picture of him. And he's holding his boyfriend. It says, whoever said you can't pick up guys at the gym? LOL. That was our best attempt at making fun of fitness couples. Happy Valentine's Day. And they're very adorable. They're just the cutest thing. It's just... Um, it says, he also said, I can't even begin to tell you how many people I've spoken to over the years who are hiding and suppressing themselves out of fear of being judged. If I can help inspire at least one person to fight past the struggles through my journey or inspire at least one person to live their dreams, it's all worth it for me. The journey and the fight is just the beginning. So you can see the video of the two of them. And it's just like, they're just adorable so i just want to say way to go guys maybe i'll try to get them on the show and uh we can talk about it now one thing i do want to add real quick is that if you uh if you did enjoy if you haven't watched it i definitely recommend you do so um but if you haven't watched uh, when we rise i you know it's a definitely you should um and i want to let you know that one of the things that's um in the um in part of the miniseries is that it talks about a Life magazine that came out in 1971, and one of the things uh, it featured was it had photos and articles about gay liberation. And see, back then, it was at the very early stages of all this, and it showed a lot of pictures of different people who were, you know, wanting to get recognized for who they are. And uh, so you can... I, I posted a link on my Facebook page um, about that article and you can see the pictures and stuff and it's it's really good and what i've done and i started today actually is that i had an audible account um and it's part of amazon and so every now and then i would download or buy a um, audiobook and uh, well i wanted to cancel my uh subscription because i was getting one a month and i would and i had several uh, that i needed to use up and i just thought well i'm i'm just running behind because i have so many books on there and I haven't used all the credits and stuff, so I decided just to finish it out. And I got a couple books, um, and one of the books was by Cleve Jones, and it's called When We Rise. And it's his uh, story of his life, and I've been listening to it today. And uh, it was, so far, it's been very, very good. And so I, I definitely would recommend that after you see the movie, uh, that I definitely would recommend you read the book, or you can listen to it like I am. And he's actually the one reading the book. And I thought it was very, very good. And I just wanted to, to uh, you know, tell people about it, and uh, it was I really liked it. So I think it's, I think it's really important to watch shows like this because a number one, it was on ABC. Number two, to let them know, and the key thing is that if you can, um, if you can watch it on ABC, uh, put it on the DVR, um, or if you want to, you know, another way to help support it obviously is to purchase the movie when it's on DVD or Blu-ray or iTunes or whatever, because obviously. If people are doing that, then obviously more programs like that will get 
made. And so if you're bitching and moaning about how you don't feel you're being represented, well, that's how you do it. And, uh, and you tweet and you Facebook and you post like I did about the show. If you really liked it, you definitely should share. So um, that's what you should do. That's what you should do. Okay. Um, now I'm trying to find my post about the, uh, the shoe. Um, oh, one other thing I did want to tell you. I shared this on March 11th. Uh, and basically what it is, is there's a, it's called gay, gaystarnews.com. And there is a, a video that was posted and I thought it was really good. And I shared it and I, I really liked it. It says, watch fathers tell their adult kids the moment they knew they were gay. And it's basically the, the father and the son is talking, you know, or the, you know, and so it, it was, it's really, really touching. And there's one like, oh, I knew when you were five or, you know, and I didn't care. I was just waiting for you to tell me. You know, and so I just thought it was really very touching, very sweet. And I think it's really important for, you know, I really think that's important for people to to come out and to be true to who they are. And, of course, to the people that they care about, because the thing is, if you're hiding who you are, then you're not going to be authentic. You're not going to be real. And it's going to show. And, you know, and if you have to lie and hide who you are, then it really has a negative impact on you. And I really think that when you're ready, and I just want to say, if you're young and you may be listening to this, you know, I'm not saying you should go out and come out tomorrow, but I want you to come out when you're ready, when you feel comfortable. And the key thing is too, is that make sure you do it with someone. If you're, if you're newly coming out, the key thing is, you know, tell a friend that you know is going to be supportive. Or if you see someone online and you talk to them and you know that they're gay then you know tell them because you know that they're going to be supportive as well the key thing is just don't go hey i'm gay to everybody and their brother if you're not ready so it's very important to take your time and be ready when you do it but the thing is that sometimes you may get a negative response sometimes you may get an awesome response but no matter what it is try to understand it from their point of view and understand that it took you a while to accept who you are it's going to take them a little while to accept who you are. So I think that's really important. Okay. Let me see. Oh, another thing I did want to say about it, I thought it was really interesting. I read this article this weekend and I thought I was like, what? Because as you know, uh, vinyl records are all of a sudden taking the rage and they're like popping up all the stores like Barnes and Noble and um, all these records, all these stores now are carrying uh, vinyl. And I read this article today, and I thought it was really surprising. And it's it's from uh, the Wall Street Journal, and it actually says that um, that all of a sudden now cassettes are making a comeback. And uh, and I thought this is really interesting. It says, uh, uh, let's see, it says the cassette tape cassette tape didn't always get a lot of respect today. If your entire tape collection melted in the backseat of your Toyota. Uh, decades ago, chances are you're over it. But thanks to music fans who are discovering the formats appealing, whether the ability to craft heartfelt mixtapes or the comfort of hanging, having tangible music, cassettes are making a comeback. Sales figures for streaming music and even vinyl may dwarf those of cassettes, but the format still strives. In fact, an estimated 129,000 tapes sold last year, up from 74,000 the year before, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, and it also says we can blame it on Justin Bieber. 
And, you know, now there's another reason to hate him. Uh, but what happened was when the heartthrob, as they wrote, released a cassette version of his Grammy-nominated album Purpose in 2016, more than a 1,000 copies of the retro iteration sold a relatively significant amount. Uh, another, the weekend Grammy-winning release, Beauty Behind the Madness, saw similar sales in cassette form, as did over 20 other albums last year including the Gardens of Galaxy soundtrack and reissues of the works by Prince and Okay, it says, Although four-digit sales figures might seem paltry, she deemed it a breakout year for cassettes. You can't expect to see many more artists embracing tapes this year and next. And so that means all the tape decks, all the blank tapes, all those things are going to be flying back on the shelves. And I was really floored like a year ago. I went to a Target and they actually had a regular size cassette, you know, a little small, uh, you know, like the the ones you saw that were kind of like as a big rectangle and you pop up on the lid and you put the cassette in and you had all the buttons in the front. You know, I couldn't believe they actually had one of those um on clearance at the store and i'm like what so it really kind of surprised me i thought that i thought that was really interesting um and this one person says i keep waiting for this to be a fad and that it will fade out but we're almost a decade into this and it still keeps growing so i thought that was interesting it says um getting into cassettes i'm like vinyl is relatively inexpensive even high-end players cost less than 150 dollars uh, see rousing relics below for your best new players. Vinyl often commands a premium. New records can cost twice as much as a CD or digital download, but you can still find new and used cassettes at fire sale prices as little as $5 on Amazon and websites like Bandcamp.com, TapeheadCity.com, and BurgerRecords.L11Spot.com. And let's see... Um. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, and then it also talks about mixtapes and different movies and uh, stuff like that. So there's a whole list of things. But I know I just thought that was really interesting that people are considering cassettes again. I think it's kind of annoying. Okay, but I have to be honest with you, folks. That see, as I'm, see, I'm a little bit of a hoarder when it comes to certain things, and I actually have a big, huge box downstairs that are a bunch of cassettes that I had and I never got rid of them. And there's some stuff that I taped off programs or if I uh, made myself or um, actually artists, I even have this one little case that's it's double sided and you can put um, cassettes in it. And I still have all those. And, they all, and the amazing thing folks is that they all still play. And uh, so anyway, so I'm trying to find this one because I remember one time I went on a family trip and I was, it was the, premiere of the ramble redhead even though at the time i had no idea that i would be doing this podcast but i think it was like 13 or 14 years old and i did a road trip uh with the family and i remember having my portable cassette recorder and i remember like interviewing my mom and my dad so i'm desperately trying to find that and i would love to be able to somehow share it with you all and you can go oh wow he was ahead of his time <laughs> okay anyway so um i just thought it was interesting uh okay so that is uh so that's your cassette tape update ding, 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 ding. okay there you go uh let's see if the chat room is saying anything uh one person says well i guess vinyl made a comeback why not cassette tapes 
There you go, Tuppy. Yay. So that I thought that was interesting. Oh, another sad thing that happened over the weekend is Joni Sledge of Sister Sledge. And uh, they are behind the song, if you may recall. And I'm going to pull it up real quick so I can... I'll play it for you real quick. And let's see if it actually works. Toppy, let me know if you hear this. Um, and uh, let's see. Here we go. Sister Sledge. And uh, very sadly is that uh, Joni Sledge, uh, unfortunately, this weekend had passed away. And so there was she was the age of 60 years old. And uh, so it was really, really sad. And of course, um, someone on my Facebook page wrote, oh, well, now they're less of a family. And I went, rude. So I just thought it was it was really sad. But I love that song. In fact, I want to put it on my uh, wedding list. So we got to dance that, you know, because we're going to have all my sisters with me. Ah! Okay. So, so there you go. So, um, there you go. So, yeah, Toppy did hear it. And he says, hard, Tom, you need to do a mix of record yourself with sister. Okay, I'll have to do that. And uh, we'll have to do a bunch of songs and have the Ramble and Redhead mix. Okay. So, uh, anyway, so I thought that was really good. And I love that song. I love it. I love it. Yes, I love it. Okay, so there you go. Um, I gotta take a drink. Okay. Okay. Let's see if I have anything else to share with you. Oh, another thing I did want to share is that. See, a couple of years ago, I did share an article, and let's see if it's still available. It's called Last Men Standing. It's uh, by the San Francisco Chronicle. And it was posted in March of 2016. And it says, They had a remarkable luck to survive AIDS and the brutal misfortune to live on. And it's an article about all these people that had grown up during the 70s and 80s and, you know, through the the AIDS crisis uh, in San Francisco. And it's just really very powerful. And they talk about you know, all the things uh, that happened to them. Like, for example, there's this one gentleman. Uh, it says, more than 30 years ago when he learned he was infected with the virus that caused AIDS, Peter was certain his life was over. Since then, he lost not his just his lover and his friends, but his livelihood, his community, his home. But on this Christmas Eve and the cusp of another year, Peter will still was still here, 61. His beard is flecked with grays. His eyes are still striking youthful blue, a survivor of the plague that killed tens of thousands just like him. He says, I'm the luckiest, unlucky person in the world. No one wants to be the last man standing. Since 1981, when the first man succumbed to disease that did not have a name, uh, 
AIDS has taken more than 20,000 lives in San Francisco, most of them gay men, uh, most of them decades too soon. Uh, too soon. Uh, students and lawyers, musicians, doctors, drugstore clerks, and teachers, they were young men exploring sex and drugs, falling in love for the first time, and building a political movement. They were still growing up. It says, AIDS gutted their generation, but not everyone died. Many men had the remarkable luck and often brutal misfortune to struggle on. Now some had fought AIDS for half their lives, and by the most primitive measure, they won. In San Francisco, across the country, AIDS has become an older person's disease. More than half of those living in the United States, uh, AIDS or HIV, the virus that caused it, are now 50 or older. In San Francisco alone, about 6,000 gay men are living with HIV or AIDS for the last 20 years. Some have been able to thrive, but most have not. Um, to give you an example, it says the AIDS by age. By the bulk of the epidemic, HIV AIDS was a young person disease. But as treatment improves and people began to live longer with HIV, the demographics shifted. In San Francisco, more than half of those with HIV AIDS are now over 50. And it says, living with HIV in San Francisco by the age of 1996, uh, at the time, 5% were aged from 0 to 29, 79% were from 30 to 49, and 16% were aged 50 plus. Um, in 2015, it was 3% for 0 to 29, 36%, so it dropped dramatically from 79% to 36%, and then it increased dramatically for the 50 plus, from 16% in 1996 to over 61% in 2015. Uh, in the darkest years of the epidemic, 1980s and 90s, AIDS was almost always fatal. The prognosis was a few years, maybe months. Those men in their 20s and 30s weren't supposed to make it to 40. Now some of them are 60, even 70, still alive, but wounded physically, psychologically, and economically. And there's a whole long article, and I and I, I just think it's... it's and I, I, I know a lot of people probably are... As you're listening to this, you're probably bitching and moaning at me about how I'm talking about this. But I think that it is important to discuss, and I think it's really important to share. And I think it's, you know, that we need to be smart about this. We need to get rid of AIDS, HIV. We need to be smarter. We need to be very proactive. We need to, you know, have protection if you're having, uh, you know, hookups or whatever and it's just important to be smart, and I just think it's important that we need to uh, to get educated about this because now I'm reading articles about how there's a bunch of younger people that are you know having a lot of unsafe sex and they're getting HIV and and they it could have been prevented. So um, it's just it's just really really sad. And see that's one of the things too about back then is that you know like Cleve Jones was talking about. He, you know, he had, you know, he lived in San Francisco. He went to the bathhouses. He uh, went traveling all over Europe, and he uh, he was with several guys. And so it's just amazing how back then it was more free, it was more open, and and how it compares to what it is today. And uh, and it just shows you that, you know, and that's another thing I thought was really fascinating about listening to that book on uh, Audible book that Cleve Jones did is that he's talking about when because he was out and proud. Uh, living in San Francisco, and he was not ashamed of who he was. But what what was really interesting is that when he went to Europe, he would meet a lot. In the story that he talks about, is that he had met these two French guys, and both of them were, uh, you know, the gay or bisexual. But they they had never had no issue about you know being with other men. But the thing is that they didn't uh, tell everybody. They didn't tell their families. They didn't tell their work. 
uh, they kept who they were very private and but they're as far as sexual goes that they were more open than let's say the United States is but I thought it was really interesting about how they didn't see the you know they didn't feel the need to have to come out they didn't feel the need to have to tell the whole world who they were they but they had no problem being who they were but that they felt they just didn't have to share it with everybody where Cleve felt that you need to be open and out and proud and and fight for your rights and all this stuff. And so I think that it was very interesting hearing him say that. And then the other thing is that when he was traveling all over Europe, uh, there was a time that he was in Germany and he had to uh, get a job and he had, cause he was staying with some friends and he was there for like six to eight months. And so he had to get a job. And he said, it was very interesting because then I realized for the first time that I was the immigrant going into another country and I didn't know the language and I didn't know the customs and I didn't know, and I had to learn all that. And he says, so it made me have a better appreciation for all those people that are immigrating to the United States and have to go through the same thing. So I thought that was very interesting. And uh, and so I thought it was, it was a different take on, uh, you know, about being GLBT. And I thought that was really interesting. So, again, I'd have to say that if you'd like to, I definitely would recommend uh, that you um, check it out. Okay. Uh Let's see what else. Um, yeah, well, the the article is pretty long about this thing, but I just wanted to tell you that uh, um, I thought it was a very interesting article, and I shared it again. And I just think it's important for people to understand, for people to um, you know see where we have to come and what more we need to do. And I think that and the other key thing is I think one of the things that was very startling to me. When I watch a lot of documentaries about the 60s and 70s, like, you know, and also during the time with Harvey Milk in the 70s and what he was trying to accomplish. And the thing is, is that I find it, and it, he mentions it, Cleve Jones also mentions it in his book, about how how our community, the GLB community, is not very supportive of one another, whether it be gay versus lesbians or the young versus the old or the different races. And I think that's really important that I think we all need to try to you know work harder on that to be more of a union of people and to definitely try to see it from the different point of view and not to judge others by you know whatever it is about them that people would want to judge and i think that's um one of the things that's why we're having so many struggles because like even in the movie that when we rise they talk about how when they were trying to get marriage equality and that how the people the the gay rights activists with that were with the HRC, the Human Rights Campaign, had felt that it was too soon for them to go after and end up going before the Supreme Court to try to get marriage equality across the country. They felt that it was way too soon. And I just wondered, you know, if they would have listened to them and they hadn't done what they did, you, we wouldn't even have that right now. I wouldn't be able to get married right now. So I'm so proud of Cleve and all those other people that fought and, and won are my right to be able to marry Roger. So I just think it's really important, and I think that we all need to do our part to make it better for everyone. And I think it's really important to... Um, and the other thing, I mean, just giving you an example, is I feel that we need to get more lesbian podcasts. I wish we had more uh, bisexual podcasts. I wish we um, you know, had more transgender podcasts. And I just think that we need to promote those. And we need to make sure that we're sharing those stories and we need and so i was i was told recently about a new uh lesbian podcast and i'm gonna check it out and i'm gonna see if i can get them on the show because i'd love to help promote them 
and get their stories out there because I think it's really important. We shouldn't segment ourselves. We shouldn't just be a gay podcast or, a, you know, we should be GLBT across the board. And then, you know, another thing is we, uh, a few years ago, uh, I actually had a couple comments from street listeners who were, and they were like, asked, well, why do you listen to a gay podcast? I'm like, why not listen to a gay podcast? So I just think it's really important that we have to understand that we need to all be unified we need to work together and we need to have all of our allies we need to have everybody no matter what your age no matter what your lifestyle no matter what it is we need to fight for all of us to get treated better and uh so that's my rant there for you folks so um go check out when we rise it might be available on hulu um let me see if i can find it real quick whoops uh yes i did um yeah it says uh if you have a hulu account uh, when We Rise is available on Hulu, uh, and I don't know when it's going to be released on uh, DVD, but let me let me just do that. When We Rise DVD release date. Um, um, oh, I just had it. Sorry. Uh, here's the release date. Let's see. Um, oh, that's just the date for the show. It's not released on the DVD. Okay, I don't know when it is. Let me... Oh, I know I could do... Just... Well, I know that Amazon... I think Amazon and iTunes already have it. So I think it is available. Um, when we Okay. Let's see. Um, it says, "Yeah, you can buy you can buy season one on HD um, for fourteen ninety nine, or you can buy the episode individual episodes for dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine." Um, and it doesn't say anything about the DVDs, but uh, there's eight parts. And uh, they're about 41 minutes each. So I definitely would check it out. Check it out. But if you do have Hulu, it is available. So yay. So that's good. In fact, I, I'm thinking about actually watching it again. But I, I definitely, to be honest with you folks, I definitely like the first two parts probably better than I like the last two parts. But I loved all that was talked about and shared because I think it's really important to remember our history. And uh, so I thought it was good. So there we go. Uh, let's see. What else can I tell you about? What can I tell you? Oh, my God. Okay, I'll read this to you, folks. It says, hey, you. Yes, the one reading this or the one reading this, too. Uh, I just wanted to wish you a good health and happiness, and thank you for being part of my life. Have a great day, and uh, share this with your friends and family. So there you go. So, mwah. Uh, let's see. Oh, another thing I want to send some good vibes out to Christian and uh, wishing him all the best and uh, sending him good vibes. Also want to send a, my friend Cliff, who's in Atlanta. Uh, he had a hip surgery today and I was told that it went all well, but I want to wish him all the best and a speedy recovery. And I know that he will because he's a, a Mr. Fitness guy and I th I'm sure that he will be uh, doing everything that the doctors and nurses and the physical therapy people all tell them to do, and I'm wishing them all the best. Oh, another thing I want to tell you, folks, and just something to think about. 
uh, it, it, it says, and one hour workout is 4% of your day. Just 4% of your day. So basically what that means is that no excuses. So get out there and work out. Okay, try the ground. And another thing is the first step to getting anywhere is deciding you're not willing to stay where you are. And I was reading a bunch of these um, posts and I thought it was really interesting. Um, like, for example, it says, if you are patient in a moment of anger, you will escape 100 days of sorrow. It's a Chinese proverb. And and I and I found another quote, and it was by uh, Deepak, and I can't remember his name. But it, basically, what it was is, and I just like the wording. I mean, I'm not and I'm not saying anything about the gentleman himself, but I'm just saying that I just loved what he wrote and one of the thing or what he said. And one of the things was about not living in the past and to make sure that you're living in the now. You know, and you know you can't think, you can't worry about the past. And you can't worry about the future. The only thing you have control over is right now. And so if there's something you want to do, there's something you want to accomplish, something you wish for, the only way that it's going to happen is you got to start today. And I thought it was a very powerful uh, quote. And I know that a lot of people tend to do this. They go to coulda, woulda, shoulda and beat themselves up. And, you know, like there's times where I'm thinking about something that happened when I was in high school, something that happened in college, something that my older jobs, and there's nothing I can do about it. But I think about, oh, my God, I can't believe I did, said, you know, did this, did that, whatever. And then I'm letting it bother me today. It's like the same thing about if you were a victim of bullying back when you were a kid. Well, if you're letting it bother you now, then you're letting that bully win. So you got to let it go and be you know, done with it and move move forward and uh and i don't know it's just i just thought that was i thought it was very powerful but all these people were writing comments like oh i can't believe you're sharing that and i i just went back and i deleted it and i now i wish i had i just wish i would deleted that person's comment and just shared it because again i thought it was powerful it's my page i can post whatever the fuck i want to and if you don't like it don't look at it so, you know, I'm just sick and tired of me expressing my opinion and I'm not able to do that or not. I feel like I have to be judged by doing that. So from now on, um, I'm just telling you, folks, I'm going to post whatever the fuck I like. And if you don't like it, go fuck off. I, I don't care. Do you post shit about things that you put on your page? And if I don't like it, I don't write nasty, negative comments about it. You know, so you can just kiss off okay now the other thing i want to read this is another two little quotes i want to read to you but the first one it says happiness is an attitude we either make ourselves miserable or happy and strong the amount of the work is the same again it's talking about how you can make yourself completely fucking miserable but the thing is you can also make yourself happy and the thing is that you need to focus on the good things the things that make you happy okay now this is another one that's a little bit longer and i got four minutes so i'll read it quickly it says you don't know anyone at a party, so you don't want to go. You don't like cottage cheese, so you haven't eaten it for years. This is your choice, of course, but don't kid yourself. It's also the flinch. Your personality is not set in stone. You may think a morning coffee is a more enjoyable thing in the world, but it's really just a habit. 30 days without it, and you'll be fine. You'll think that you have a soulmate, but in fact, you could have any number of spouses. You would evolve differently, been just as happy. You can change what you want about yourself at any time. You see yourself as someone who can't write or play an instrument, who gives in to temptation or makes bad decisions, but that's not really you. 
It's not ingrained. It's not your personality. Your personality is something else, something deeper than just preferences. And these details on the servers, you can change anytime you like. It is useful to do so. You must abandon your identity and start again. Sometimes it's the only way. Set fire to your old self. It's not needed here. It's too busy shopping, gossiping about others, and watching days go by and asking why you haven't gotten as far as you like. This old self will die and be forgotten all by, by all but family and replaced by someone who makes a difference. Your new self is not like that. Your new self is the great Chicago fire, overwhelming, overpowering, and destroying everything that isn't necessary. And this was written by a person by the name of Julian Smith. And I just want to give you a quick example. Is that, See, years ago... I didn't like working out. I didn't like fitness. I didn't, you know, the thought of walking a mile, two miles, three miles, 13.1 miles, climbing 94 floors of a Hancock building was totally insane. And I can't tell you how many people, when I tell them I did a mini marathon, when I told them I did the hustle of the Hancock, they go, oh, I couldn't do that. And I just want to say that, see, I was like that too. I was in the military. There's this one guy at the, the base that said, hey, Tom, you should do this mini marathon. And I said, ah, no, I can't do that. And then after I got out, I thought, you know, why can't I do that? And so 10 years ago, I signed up. I did it. Now, granted, I beat myself up because I didn't train properly and I got hurt and sore and all that stuff. But the bottom line is I did the task. I did what I wanted. And I set my goal and I did it. And I got it accomplished. And I'm just saying that, folks, if there's something about you that you're doing, like Toppy, you know, I heard a rumor. I don't know if this is true. I'm not listening to the latest lots yet. But I heard a rumor that a uh, certain somebody is smoking again. And I'm a little perturbed at that, Mr. Toppy Smelly. But I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to say anything. But you should stop smoking. Okay. Because <laughs> I love you. Okay. But, um, but, but the thing is that you need to take care of yourself, Toppy. And stop it. Okay. So anyway, I just wanted to read that to you because I thought it was very powerful. And I think that it's very important. you got to think about it and consider. And I think it's really important that you uh, you be proud of who you am. Okay, I only got one minute left. So I'm going to go ahead and do my signing off so David can uh, get on and uh, talk about his life. And maybe Mr. Mr. Husband is there and he's going to share the world with you all if he's available. Maybe he's working. I don't know because uh, Dave is not here in the chat room. Rude! Okay, but anyway, I just want to say, please do me a favor. Um, please go to my uh, iTunes page and go Ramble Redhead and uh, leave a review if you haven't because I've had 120 reviews and it's not gone up for years, ladies and gentlemen. So if you haven't written a five-star review and you like the show, please do so. That's how more people see it. Also, don't forget to check the Pride page on iTunes. You can see uh, my show and many other Pride 48 shows are listed there so yay and uh so please check it out and uh support um also you can add me as a friend on facebook and twitter you can also call me at 574-807-9171 and i haven't got a phone call in years too so anyway so you take care remember to take care of yourself and always remember a crazy redhead from indiana and i wish y'all the best so you take care and i'll talk to you later okay goodbye 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 goodbye